what is something that you tried? What's like the biggest failure so far that you've had? Like straight up, like the ta- most tangible failure that you lost money on that you never will go back to. Oh man. Okay. Okay. This is going to get, oh, gosh, do I even want to say this? Have to. Uh, okay. I won't say any names. I won't say any names. Okay. They're going to know who they are. Uh, okay. I mean, it's, it's a bold podcast. So I mean, I guess we're going to be bold. Uh, so when I first, when I first, it was the first year. I think it was like the first year. Um, and I ended up getting a $10,000 loan. And. Oh yeah, hold on. How many loans have you gotten in the entirety of Ghostfit? One. That this one. was it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it was a $10,000 loan and I went into this meeting and it was with this media, uh, uh, content creator and they're like, you know, we'll do these videos for you. We'll, you know, this, 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 and the third, right. And they're like, it's $10,000. And I was like, awesome. You know, got $10,000 loan and dude, I, I would, I don't, I don't want to say I wish I never did it because it put into perspective, like butterfly effect. Exactly. Who to trust, who not to trust. It was just, I was so naive. Like they were telling me, hey, we're going to make, it was like three videos. Yeah, three videos and they were like a minute long for $10,000. And to me, I was looking at the company. I was like, dude, you you have a big name. You have a big social media following. I was like, dude, we're going to release these videos and we're going to be fucking millionaires, right? Yeah. Dude, I, I never should have done it. I never should have done it. So, it, it, was, it was a bad decision on my end, but, you know, I had to learn the so hard way. Why? Did they, like, straight up, like, pocket it and then go to Jamaica? No. no. <laughs> I, fuck. They, I wish they would have so that we could have got some out of the $10,000. <laughs> fuck. Um, no. So they, they created the videos. They were decent videos, right? Okay. But they weren't to the expectation that I thought that they would be. So you paid them before the videos were made? Yeah. So I, I think I only end up paying them only it was like six thousand dollars because i was verbally upset um rightfully so right i i i didn't i didn't get the assets that i thought i would be getting Mm -hmm. um and just the business that's really what i when i learned that this whole thing is about relationships do this relationship was toxic toxic it it was no it, it it really was bad though um and I'm not saying it like, oh, I'm a drama queen. Dude, a lot of people that have worked with this individual have said the same thing. I'm not going to say his name because no, that's just, we'll that's, that, that's, I, I wouldn't do that. Um, but yeah, when I think about, what was it? My word, I'm getting a, I'm getting just, a little heated now. What was, what was it? it? The worst, worst failure? Yeah, just worst? like the most tangible failure that you can yeah. point to and be like, that was a fuck up. Yeah. But was it though? In, in hindsight, it, was it? In a, from a monetary standpoint at that current time, yes, it was. Did that contribute to you going to the 3k hole no 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 3k holes before that and then i was like hey i ended up getting out of that and then i was like all right i need to switch my marketing plan met these guys and then actually it was the one dude um and then ended up getting a ten thousand dollar loan <laughs> and then basically blew that whole check Damn. and i was like all right dude wow. i still don't know after a year and a half i still don't know what the hell i'm doing <laughs> wow yeah so that was like kind of like an ego shot basically because I, I imagine you worked super hard to get out of the 3K hole. Yeah. And then you made a decision that I guess you have to look in the mirror and be like, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, the, the hard part about now is like, I can, knowing what I know now, it's like, dude, I, I could have took that 10K. I could have went to Jordy, got way more videos, probably just as good as quality, much cheaper, could have paid him, you know, 
could have spent it on this, this, and this, right? Like 10,000, I'm not going to say 10,000 is a crazy amount of money, but if you want to put it towards something to help your business grow, like that's a decent amount of money. Um, yeah. So yes, it was a mistake at the time, but I, I'm glad that it was only $10,000 compared to 10 million. You know what I mean? At, at some point you have to, you have to learn the hard way. And hopefully that was my hard lesson for uh, the time being. Well, it sounds like I can already see the headline. It's like the $10,000 mistake that taught me 10 million. Like $10 million of knowledge through $10,000. What is it? Tell me your secret. But so since then, have you had to like fend off imposters? Like people that you like. Oh, like, take it to the video game level now. I am. I am. That's yeah, I like it. I like PS4. It. You're playing yeah. PS4. So do you, are, do you see people that are like, yeah, I want to throw money at you. And you're like, no way. Like, do you do a little more research? And you're like, no way. This smells like a skunk. No, not honestly. Not, not too much. I mean, we've had... We've had people that I genuinely trust that are like, hey, if you ever need money, like, you know, I would love to like invest, something like that. But not not like come to us like how that um, altercation was. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that and I'm sure that a lot of people that have um, apparel businesses on social media have witnesses. I'm not kidding you. At least at least five times a week, we get manufacturers that slide into the DM Send us pictures. Hey, man, are you interested in buying these leather coats, these this and that? It's like, no. I don't, no, I'm not. I, at, at first, I used to entertain them because I was like, okay, we, we got some traction. Like, I, you know, it's, it's the first sign of respect, I thought, right? Yes, yes. I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm a brand, and they're recognizing me as an apparel brand. Dude, but now you just swipe and press delete. Don't, they don't even know that I read it. But that's, that's really, like, the only thing that we get from imposters. Huh. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is a lot of, uh, with social media being a weapon and a marketing tool, comes, like, it enables a lot of thievery, scamming, <laughs> imposters, you know, like you're playing PS4. <laughs> so you got to be, you got to be cognizant of it, yeah. I would think. Um, and it's Instagram. Instagram is pretty much your big tool, your big marketing channel to get the word out, right? To, you know, show your clothes off, right? Would you say that? Yeah, Instagram, um, YouTube, I want to become a big one, will become a big one. Boom. Don't let me say want, will become a big one. Um, and everyone thinks it's dead, but it's not. Email marketing. Okay. Click rates, I'm going to sound a little bit nerdy. Click rates are down uh, quite a bit. Um, <laughs> Give me the forecast. Give me the weather forecast. Dude, if we, can get, if we can get 20% open rates, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with that. No, but um, that, that's, that's a big one as well, just because... Say you have 10,000 emails and 20% of people open it. I mean, you're still getting, you know, a good amount of people oh, you know, yeah. looking at your advertisement. Um, but, dude, like, Instagram is king. I mean, Gary Vee says the best. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, it's like ABC, NBC, Fox. Like, it's, I mean, that's what everyone watches now. It's, it's the news for our generation. So that begs the question. When are you going to get in, like, you know, your light blue Sleeveless hoodie, got the muscles going. When are you gonna do some TikTok dances? Get the dude. No, I can't. So we 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 have a TikTok actually, and I think really? we have like I think we have like three videos on it, dude. But so my nephews and nieces, they're like around ten years old, let's say. Um, do they love TikTok? So I tell them, I'm like, do TikTok, you know, on our page. Dude, they're so scared though. It's like they'll do it like with their friends and then I'll do it, right? And they're like, oh, I'm not going to do it in front of my uncle. It's like, dude, take my fucking phone, go do some TikToks <laughs> and go post it. <laughs> please, please, I need please. I love you. <laughs> please do it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And uh, 
it's funny because Instagram started as a joke. Like TikTok yeah. kind of started as a joke too. So that makes you wonder what the hell is next? Is it because obviously TikTok has something Instagram, Instagram didn't <laughs> like the editing, editing elements of it. You can put in weird sounds. You can distort yourself. You can do this. You can do that. Yeah. What is like the what's next? What is the next social media thing? Because that obviously will be the new marketing wave. Yeah, dude, that's that's like the I think that's a million dollar question, right? Because there's if you think about it, there there has to be thousands of social media platforms, but every year only one or two or three actually like submerge, submerge, no, emerge, 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 submerge, you go underwater. Yeah, is it an underwater social media? (laughs) Atlantis, Atlantis, Twitter. But so it's a very go small swim That's it. <laughs> Bikinis. So I don't. I mean, I feel like that would be like a good if if you could make the next big social media platform, dude. We'll have a lot more lights. We'll probably be fucking like in like California record this. So Silicon Valley, dude. You tell me. Yeah. Silicon, 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 Minnesota, Minnesota. <laughs> but. No, and I remember we had an interesting conversation about, like, the future of retail itself. Like, the retail shop. This Your is eyes are lighting up. This Here is interesting. This is interesting. So, Because <laughs> I was asking you, is COVID going to impact retail um, negatively or positively? And the negative argument was brick-and-mortar stores are done because nobody's going into offices. Everybody's seeing, like, possibilities of working from yeah. home. Our office is done. Our brick and mortar done. Our mall's done. Is it going to change, you know, the way humans feel about interacting closely with other humans, six feet, you know, or less? And you thought that retail was going the other way. You thought it was going to be more of an experience to go to the store, go to the brick and mortar store. Yeah. So I think it's a good, it's, it's like any industry, right? Every industry has a hurdle that it has to get over. And for brick and mortar, this is going to be that hurdle. And what you're going to see, this is what I think, right? Who, who am I to I say? I want to hear it. Who, who hear am it. I to say, but this is what I think. There are going to be a lot of brick and mortar that are like, all right, we don't have the innovation to continue to go. So we're just going to go solely online e-commerce. But then you're going to see these big giants um, that are going to kill it in this game, right? And I think, it, like I said, it's going to be more of an experience thing. I think that VR is definitely going to play a role into it, right? I mean, you, there's already this company. I don't know what it, what company it is, but it's a glasses company. And so you, you buy them online, but it takes your camera and it shows you what it'll look like when you have the glasses on, right? So, that it, so obviously like they have it on Snapchat where you can do like filters, yeah. but this looks like crazy insane. They did a side-by-side of someone actually wearing the glasses and then being on the app ordering it. And it's like, you barely can tell a difference, right? So if you can do that in person, which I think that, you know, big brands like, you know, Targets and Walmarts and like the, these big brands that consume everyone, it's going to be more of that experience where it's like you go there not to just buy the product, but there's going to be an emotional aspect of it as well because you have to, right? Because of COVID and people being scared to go into retail um, and to actually like be around people. I don't know how long it'll last, but they have to have a differentiating factor that makes it unbelievably like attractive to go do that. And that's what it's going to be, I think. You think we should expect or you're just speculating that it'll turn into like a VR fest at retail brick and mortar stores? I think it I think it has to. Right. I think that's just the natural progression that not just 
retail is going to go, but a lot of different things in life, right? I mean, you're already seeing it with video games. Um, you know, my cousin actually just bought this new, the Oculus set. You know what that is? Yeah. So yep. before you had to hook it up to your computer and now it's just like a headset. It's like, dude, it's going to be integrated in so many ways. And so if you can, one thing with retail that I'm, the reason why I think this is because think of how many people put on clothes and then don't actually buy them, right? Put on clothes, don't, don't actually buy them. You have to refold them. You know, people are actually wearing them physically. So it's like, you know, with COVID and like all this kind of, you know, just being, you know, hygienic and, you know, clean, right? If you can see yourself wearing it without actually wearing it, it's like, dude, why, that's a steal. Like, yes, you you have to do that, right? That That's a, that's a huge advantage. So if I was a ghost fit customer, this is what I'd be looking for, which I am a ghost fit customer, but we'll say I'm 10 years in the future, just got back from Mars. I go to the, you know, ghost fit retail store and I throw on the shirt and I'm like, okay, how do I feel in this? If I'm working out, that's one box, takes me to a gym, pass the test. I bench well in it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then where's what's another setting? Wearing this to like a bar, maybe, maybe, you know, the smack shack, Minneapolis, something like that. How do I feel eating shrimp in it? Okay, I feel good. Didn't spill. Good. That's good. That's another checkbox. Where else would you want to be implanted into? Dude, just walking around the city. Okay. Yeah. Walking around the city. Expand on that. Looking at the sunset or? Dude, looking at the sunset. What about the city? What about, dude, this is the thing, man. If you can walk and feel comfortable, dude, that's what Ghost Fit's about. I, I actually wake up. This is going to sound like an infomercial, but I literally wake up and put on one of my two, like one of my two ghost fit pants. I swear to God. <laughs> it sounds like an infomercial, but I swear to God, I do it. So that's another part. Like in the post COVID era, more people probably working from home. You yeah. know, how do I feel sitting at the desk, walking around the kitchen in my ghost fit? I feel good. So that passes tests right there. Um, aside from VR, what are some unpredictable factors? that you could see being implemented into retail stores. Like shit that is just so unbeknownst to our current society. You know what I mean? I think the way that Amazon is doing shipping, I think that's gonna almost become universal where it's like one day shipping basically. You know, you have drones now, right? Like you should be able to, there's no way, way that you shouldn't be able to buy a TV and basically get it the same day. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to buy a shirt from wherever and get it the same day. There. Um, or like, honestly, in the future, it's going to get to the point where it's the same minute. I'm not kidding. Who? Well, <laughs> I'm serious. It'll get to that point. Like, it'll be a four-dimensional world at some point soon. I'm dead-ass serious. And so you can't have these uh, inconvenient shipping delays, obviously. Yeah. This is, I, I want to, this is really interesting since we're on this point. So... It was like early 1900s, right? And they were interviewing, they were like some of the smartest people in the world about what the future transportation is gonna look like, right? Is this before the dune buggy? Like the, is that the first car? Is that the third, the right? Oh, you're talking about the, the Ford, the... But before the Ford, it was like the horse was, horse and buggy, oh, yeah. Got okay, it, got okay. it, got and it. And then it went to the Ford. Something like that. But yeah. so basically yeah. they're, they're, they're talking about like trains and boats, like how they're going to be so efficient and effective, like in a hundred years, basically. And then you see, it's like, oh, we have planes and we have like, we have way better ways of transportation than steamboats now. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's all they could compare it to because that's what was relative relevant at their time. Right. You, it's so hard to extrapolate. It's, on something when it's not there. Yeah. yeah. So like when we're talking about 
the reason why I'm saying this is because we're saying like, oh, same day shipping. Dude, like what if like shipping isn't even a thing in a hundred, like what if that's just out of the equation, right? Where like gas, like, oh, you used to get gas? Oh, like the sun powers my car, right? Like things like that. It's like, dude, it's, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's fucking throwing rocks at, you know, with the stick. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. No, honestly, it's mind blowing because, okay, you think of a shopping experience and you think immediately of the five basic senses, right? Yep. What is it? Sight, touch, smell, feel, and taste. Do you say taste? taste? I don't know. Five or six, whatever. I feel like we don't even know like the seventh and the eighth, maybe even ninth and tenth senses. I don't know. Can you can you explain that? Okay, so let's take let's take a three D object for example. Yeah. I I read a lot of weird stuff, and I've seen, I've I seen, can dude I can't tell. <laughs> I know I'm a weird cat, but <laughs> there's. There's said to be like fourth and fifth dimensions out there, which obviously I can't even think or explain because we're just unaware of it. Like if you would have looked at this uh, this common folk butcher in the 1940s and given him an iPhone, he'd have been like hammered into the brick because he didn't he wouldn't know what to do with it. Right. So where did this even start? Because you were talking about the 1900s uh, oh, transportation, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, what he thought the future was going to look like with transportation, and then it's like, all right, dude, you're clearly from the 1900s because that's fucking way out of here. Yes. Case in point, we have no idea what new elements will be in the right. retail industry. So, is there anything you can do or that you've thought of doing to prepare for whatever the unknown is? Because we have no idea. And it, and society, this thing is society is literally exponentially accelerating. Like we have cars parking themselves in less than five years. Ten years ago, if you had a TV in your car, you looked like you were Jordan Belfort. Like right. it's exponentially going. So it could come sooner than later is what I'm saying. Yeah. So what's what's like the most wild thing that you prepare yourself for in terms of the retail industry? Um, dude, see, this is hard because we currently aren't really in retail that much, right? So do you want to go to retail even? Is that the question? 100%, right? I, when I think about scaling, right? So when I think about scaling, there's different ways of scaling. There's, I'm not going to get too much into it, but there's marketing and then there's different sorts of marketing, obviously, like going into retail, having them sell, having, you know, ambassadors. Like there's tons of ways, but definitely retail is one of the ways that we want to. And where would you even start? Would you, would you literally just, like you were saying earlier, you want to get in touch with Target five years down the line, why not call them tomorrow? Or is there a checkpoint you need to hit before you call a Target? Would you need to call a smaller scale retailer? So this is why. Um, well, one, I look at our brand a lot more valuable than a brand that's in Target, right? If you yeah. look at Target, they're selling Goodfellow. joggers. for Yeah. I mean, granted, that's that's... Completely fine I like brand. Fellow, yeah, they probably do a lot in revenue every year. Use so. promo card George for your next good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so there's kind of like logistics that go with it, right? So when when you go into a big corporate store, um, they're going to say, hey, like we want all the money up front. All right, we want you to be able to provide this amount of apparel um, each month. If we don't sell X amount, then you have to buy it back from us, right? So there's a lot of stipulations that go into it. So what most companies usually do before they go um, into big corporate, especially as a small you know, startup company, is that they'll find like boutiques or they'll find smaller stores where it's like they'll just outright buy those products from you, right? So if I go to a boutique that wants to carry 50 joggers from us, they'll buy 50 joggers from us 
and then like that's you know we're done right we're we're now in that boutique store they have to deal with selling it um but when you go to you know dick's sporting good shields um you know targets walmarts they i mean they just understand the industry so well and they're not gonna they're not gonna lose right they're they won't lose they'll make it so that they have minimal risk if not zero exactly exactly so obviously you know is there a time in a place to you know be in a store like that of course um but i think that you know it, it's all about scaling and like being able to are you are you selling hundreds of thousand units you know a month yes well then that's probably a good place for you because they have a ton of traffic but you know if you give them right a thousand units and they only sell 500 they're like hey josh you have to buy the rest of the 500 back it's like all right we've basically done nothing now you know what i mean yeah. so um i think it's a time and a place sort of thing have you listed any of your products online anywhere else other than the ghostfit website i haven't <laughs> but i've seen them online in other places so there's so you think people are literally flipping your stuff dude one i know for a fact that they are dude, there's websites no yeah there's websites right now that you can look you know you can type in ghostfit and i forget what like posh poshmark is yes. posh, yeah yeah it's on there. Shut up. Yeah. I, after this, we can look Do it up. you get pissed off? Um, no, because we still make the sale. So someone, someone has to buy it from us and then they resell it. So it's like, okay, now, you know, more than one person can see our product. I mean, it, it doesn't really affect me. It's just more like, dude, like why? Why? You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Wow. Yeah. I mean, of, uh... we, we've looked into Amazon, right? Song on Amazon. I think that'll probably be something that we do in the future. Uh, th there are, you know, certain like stipulations with that, but, um, but no, I haven't personally, but the, it is on other websites than ghostfitapparel.com if you want apparel. <laughs> oh, I mean, you could, you know, play with the prices. You could sell a bunch to, uh, you know, Billy Joe and tell him, hey, go over there, jack up the prices, and then that will redirect maybe people back to our website where it's, 70% lower, right? If people if people are seeing your product and they see it valued at that number, because I can tell you right now, like the big brands like Lulu, I have Lulu pants. These are literally as comfortable. I'm, yeah. This is an infomercial again. But if you if you put in people's minds that your product is worth that much money, like if their emotional attachments get synced up with that, that monetary value, you can check the price right. dude that's the thing okay if you take take 10 of your favorite brands right obviously some, this isn't going to work for all of them but if you take 10 of your favorite brands and you take the logos off of all of them a lot of them you won't be able to tell a difference right it's really like that story and building that perception about like what your brand is and you know who it's for that's why it's not you're not really selling the way i think about it i'm not selling apparel i'm selling like a story about why we sell apparel you know what i mean so it has to be much bigger than just the joggers just the long sleeve and the shirt because everyone does that right there's there's hundreds of thousands of people who sell apparel but if you can sell a story that makes people feel good and actually affects them in a positive way that's how nike becomes better than this brand and that's why this brand becomes better than this brand that's why apple becomes better than you know that you know what i mean like there's there's differentiating factors outside of the products that they make for the consumer